Hey, thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm your host, Tom, the Savings Captain, and I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest working dog in podcasting. Well, hello, folks. I'm going to do a Money Happy Hour shot here, a little shorter episode. This is it. I've had it. I can't take it anymore. I've read one too many posts on this topic, on the topic of housing affordability. You know what I'm talking about. Posts that just talk about the obvious day in and day out that housing is so unaffordable. It, it's, so, it's true, and it's nothing but gloom and doom. These are some of the posts that just really have gotten to me, and today, today that was it. So here's just uh, one account's post. In the U.S., one in every 1,121 properties had a foreclosure in uh, the last quarter. It goes on and on. Here's another post. Another post. U.S. homebuyers must now earn 15% more than they did a year ago if they hope to afford a median-priced home. It doesn't end there. Americans need to make $114,000 a year to purchase a typical property, the highest income level on record. Well, folks, those are all factually true statements. Those are U.S.-driven statements. And I know our European audience, Canadian audience specifically, they're facing the same parameters and, and dilemmas when it comes to home affordability. I'm not doubting it. I know how tough home affordability, I sense how hard it is right now. I see what's going on. But you know what the ironic thing is with these posts? They don't offer any types of solutions. A little bit more critical thinking. And that's kind of what I kind of like to do with these money happy hour shots. Just give you a, a step back from the ledge kind of moment when, when we think at home buying. So I'm going to spend some time just going through uh, content on a great article I found that came across on this topic. So we're going to look into that in a second. Before I go in, keep in mind, by my nature, I have become um, long-term in my thinking with a lot of different things. So what I mean by that is I recognize there's noise of the day, right? And the noise of the day is not going to be the noise of every day. These cycles come and go. So think about it. Think about it in this framework. If these same outlets... These same accounts are talking about home prices every day now, and they've been doing it for months. Why weren't they talking about it a year or two years ago? Mortgage rates were at 3%. There was a shortage in home buying. Instead, they were talking about the crisis of the day, the thing that really draws in clicks. And I think those clicks and eyeballs is the main thing they're after. They don't really have your interest in heart. So let's step back and let's just say, if I had to make a home buying decision right now, if I, was thinking, if I was thinking of home purchasing, let's take a look at some actual numbers and how to think through this. Because if you think about it, the housing market, it's just a market. It's just like the stock market. It's going to go up and down. The stock market can be overvalued or inflated for an extended period of time. Not ever. It eventually catches up. I think the housing market's not much different. So I came across a really good article today. What will it take to make homes affordable again for Americans? And these same parameters will fit 
It's an, it's an American-based article, but really would apply to many places in Europe and Canada with the one simple twist. I know folks there, they don't have fixed mortgages. They do reset generally every five years. But here's some really interesting numbers. So this is the problem. Let's look at, we're going to look at a little bit of the variables that, that will need to change. And they will change in some fashion. Just hard to predict like the market. So the average 30-year fixed mortgage, we know that right now as of the recording of this, October 25th, at or about 8%, the highest since 2000, which that makes home affordability its worst since 1989. Headline, we know that. The National Association of Realtors, their index on home affordability, it's declined in half since 2020. Another fact. How did it happen? Well, we had falling interest rates, 3% mortgage uh, rates for quite a period of time. That 3% mortgages are probably not coming back. That was an anomaly. Never before in history have we seen a real extended period like that. We did have a period of rising income and housing prices were stable for a while, but all of that changed. So mortgage rates hit their 20-something year high a week or so ago, and boy, there have been nothing but headline articles, some of them what I just read to you. So is the American, is housing affordability dead? Is it dead for good? I don't know. It's a scary time now. I think of things long term. Today, from a stock perspective, today is day 2,292 since I've last stole the stock. And guess what? Those stocks that I've held, there have been some bad days and bad quarters during that 2,292 days, but I stuck with it. The thesis remained intact. There were variables that had to change. I think we're going to see similar things take place in the housing market for those that can wait it out. I'm going to go into some of those numbers in a second. So the median family was already short uh, for the income needed a couple of months ago. The median income needed to qualify for a loan. Since 2020, housing affordability has dropped by about half during that period of time. So that, that is a tremendous move. Picture any, so if you're a stock investor, picture any type of 50% decline um, or rise in a stock. You either get oversold or overbought. It could correct, it could come back, but it's usually exaggerated at that point. I think that's kind of what we're in right now in the housing market. So there's some stunning, I think some really stunning numbers that I'll get to. At an 8% mortgage rate, mortgage payments represent about 40% of a person or a median income right now. Typically, that's closer to 25%. So that's way out of kilter. In order to bring that back in to the current range of housing prices stay the same and income prices stay the same, we would need mortgage rates to drop down, here's the magic number, to 5.5%. That would put it back at 
25% of median income. That's the level of correction that we would need there. Um, the long-term average of housing affordability, it's an index, it was at an all-time high in 2013 at 213. The index is at 138 now, and that's doubled just in the last three years. So another dial that indicates the market has moved fast. I mean, folks, we've had a 500 basis point rate increase in a year's time. It's just bleeding through every sector of, of the lending process, of the debt process in America. I mean, this, this, stuff, this stuff happens. This is an exaggerated move on every front. But what I really liked about the article, and I'll put this in the show notes so you can look at it. Well, the one thing I wish they had, I wish there was like a calculator that you could put these three variables in and kind of use a slider, like simulate what could happen. But NAR, the National Association of Realtors, they, they're illustrating what home affordability would look like um, on the three main dials that influence housing affordability. Those are interest rates, the price of the house, and income levels. So they run a few different scenarios. They run, I'll go through about five or six of them that would just that just illustrates what would have to happen in order to make houses affordable. All right, so let's look at the first one. So if home prices stay the same, we would need mortgage rates to come down to 3.55% in order just to be back at the historical average. That's probably, if I had to guess, that's probably not going to happen. I don't think we're going to go to mortgage rates with a three handle on it anytime soon. All right, so let's uh, say the market keeps, uh, let's look at another scenario now. Let's say the market conditions stay in place. You know, we have rising prices, um, income rate. A person's income stays at or about the same. The, you know, the labor market holds up. So in this scenario, they look at if housing prices grow, grow at 5% over the next year, income stay the same, mortgage rates would have to go all the way back to 3.16% to get back to the affordability level. So you still have a pretty dislocated market. Not that many people are going to, not as many people are going to qualify for a loan. So what would I think happens in that scenario? Well, I don't think mortgage rates are going to 3.16%. It's reasonable or quite possible housing rates could go up or housing costs could go up 5% and income stay flat. So that's a possible situation that we go to in the near term. All right, so this one, this is an interesting one. If, if home prices stay the same and we get income rising, let's say at a 5% national rate, rates would need to go to 3.95%. Possible, you know, I start, I start thinking, gee, income rates going up 5%, I think we're a little bit under 4% now. To me, that feels like sticky inflation. If we have sticky inflation, guess what? We're not having rates go down anytime soon. That probably doesn't happen, but that just frames a point all that would have to happen to make houses affordable. 
So if mortgage rates, you look at, let's look at this scenario. If mortgage rates stay at 8%, roughly where they are now, median home prices would have to fall. This is where, this is the scary one. This is where you drive down your street and you see four sale signs and probably foreclosures uh, up and down the block, almost like what, 2008 or so. So if mortgage rates stayed at 8%, the median home price would need to fall about 35% from where they are now, bringing it back to $265,000. That could happen. It's a scary outcome, but that's sometimes the way a market corrects itself, doesn't it? Think of stocks. This next scenario, this is a real <laughs> dramatic example. If rates stay at 8%, and prices stay at their current levels, income needs to increase by 63%. Well, folks, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but they think that just frames, if everything stays the same and income increases by 63%, then we would have affordable housing. That doesn't make sense. You can bet that's not going to happen. So why do I illustrate those three points? In some magnitude, in some order, um, what I think would be a more likely scenario, at some point, a year, a one-year cycle in the real estate market, maybe rates stabilize, drop back to a six-handle. Home prices moderate a little bit. We have people over their head. Real income stagnates continues to fall. Maybe we're in a mature cycle of the labor market as well. And the housing market corrects itself uh, in that nature. Still affordable, but maybe approximates it back to the historical averages a little bit more. I think a likely outcome is going to be there's going to be some combination of all three of those dials moving. And what I want to, what the reason I say it that way is to kind of apply some critical thinking when you see these gloom and doom articles and posts out there most of them are written if you notice they state the problem and they only point to the one variable they want to call out whether it's income whether it's mortgage rates or it's home prices what they don't pull in are the importance of three variables moving just like with stocks you have stock prices and then you have the underlying earnings. And there's a few other things like a risk-free rate of return. Those are the multitude of factors that stabilize a market. I think we'll have the same thing in the housing market. And I'll kind of close with this. It always bothered me. It always drove me crazy when my dad would say something like this to me. I was a teenager and he would say these things to me. He would say, you know, Tom, sometimes you have to think in a year, two year, five year, five year periods of time. You know, just don't get too bogged down or up and down on the day. And gosh, at 16, I hated that. That's the last thing a 16 year old ever wanted to hear, think in five year terms. But the man was right. I loved my dad, my dear dad. He was right with that. And maybe that's a similar message we have to think of with the housing market. I don't want to come across and sugarcoat the whole, the whole scenario, but the environment we're right in now is not going to be perpetual. It's not always going to be 
uh, permanent with us. It's not linear. It's not always going to go straight up. But look at, but take a more broad view of it. What do you need to do? Does it make sense to sit and rent this one out for six months for a year? Maybe that's better for your own financial position. Um, you know, maybe you need to sell. I've got a sign in my yard. I'm doing it for a different reason. It makes sense for me. My wife and I need to downsize. There's no need for us to be empty nesters in a 5,000 square foot house. But I'm on the other side of the housing market. I'm trying to unwind instead of get in. So I've got the same problem. I'm like, I've got my fingers crossed right now. Housing market, please hold up. Just let us, <laughs> let, let one more guy out. So I hope you found this a little bit more balanced, a little bit more message. I feel a little bit better. I feel like I cleared my <laughs> cleared the air and got this uh, topic uh, that just it, it today today was it. It just hit a nerve with me. I couldn't see this. I couldn't handle this nonsense, panic drivel, all uh, all the time. I had to step in and just offer my thoughts. So if you stuck around for this message, I really appreciate it. And let me know what you think. Send a comment. Send a comment to me on Twitter at Savings Captain. I'd love to know your thoughts and what you're thinking about. This is just one person's view, one person's, I'd say, tempered view of the situation, but love to hear more of what you talk about. But folks, that is a wrap. Thank you for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money.